Today's episode of Spawned is brought to you by the new middle grade novel, The Terrible Two Get Worse, the hilarious sequel to The Terrible Two, which spent over 10 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. Hello and welcome to Spawned, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. And now with the and Liz part again. Yay, I'm back. Did you miss me? I missed you tons. Oh, I missed you too. Hey everyone, I'm Kristen Chase. I'm Liz Gumbiner. We're the co-founders of CoolMomPics.com. And on today's episode of Spawned, we're going to be talking about the best advice for new parents. From people who actually know other parents. Yes. So seriously, if you're a new parent or a seasoned parent, you are really going to love this. Yeah. We're going to be all about this one topic today. And then finally, we'll close out our show, of course, with each of our cool picks of the week. So I have to just give you a little update. I know you were away, but you did listen I to did the say show. I did you're doing a juice cleanse. I did a juice cleanse. I did a three-day juice cleanse. I'm so intrigued and grossed out at the same time. No, I, I had no stomach problems. I had more energy. I haven't had caffeine in a week and I lost 10 pounds. What? Yes. You lost 10 pounds? 10 pounds. Wow. But now, I mean, I think now the hard part is making sure I can maintain that because I'm trying to lose a little okay. more. I am turning 40, so I'm trying, guys. I I'm feel trying. like this is all a plot. First, you tell me that I have to try wheatgrass, <laughs> no juice cleanse. I think this is all like some attempt to like get me to finally lose I weight. I am coming for you. Uh, all right. So listen, let's talk about the other thing parents like to talk about besides losing weight. <laughs> Yes. This is so much fun. I love this topic. And, you know, one of the cool things about having lots of friends who are also bloggers and podcasters and social media types is they're really good at giving advice. Yes. Well, you know, everyone loves to give advice to new parents. I mean, the janitor, the woman you don't know on the street. The people who just grab your belly when you're still pregnant and you don't know them at all and you're really freaked out. It's really weird. Everyone really seems to know what they're talking about. And I think for new parents and even for seasoned parents, it can be really hard to know. Who do I listen to? to? What do I do? How do I know I'm doing it right? Well, so you're questions. the one who introduced me to the term ass vice. <laughs> that there's <laughs> advice and ass vice, yes. like the advice you don't want. And we don't want to give that kind of advice today. No. This is hopefully supportive, positive, funny, honest, good, been there, done that advice from lots of other parents who've been in the same situation. All right. So let me ask you, Liz, what is the best advice that someone's ever given you about parenting? Okay. The, the one thing I always say is from my mom. She said to me, keep in mind that when you're a parent, every choice you make is right and every choice you make is wrong. I think I've, <laughs> I think I've heard that and before. And she said, once you have that down, you're golden. <laughs> and you know what? I still think about that all the time. That was great advice. Yeah. How about you? What's the best advice anyone gave you? I don't remember who it was, but I think, you know, and look, there was no lack of advice given to me over the many years of having many <laughs> children. But the one that stuck with me was always parent your own children. So basically, Uh like, you know, people will tell you everything about what worked for them. Mm -hmm. People will tell you what didn't work for them. But the truth of the matter is they weren't with your kid. You are with your own kid. That's a really, that's really, really good advice. So that's mine. That's the one that stuck with me. That's what's gotten me through thick and thin. I think that that's <laughs> outstanding. And you know what? I think you're going to hear that echoed in some of these okay, texts that we've so. gotten from. We asked people on Facebook, Twitter. We asked our fans, our listeners, and we got all kinds of great advice. And so here we just picked some of our favorites. If we had a two-hour show, we could go on and on. But you know what? Let's do a post and put these all, even the ones we didn't right. get to include, I think that's in a the great post. idea. So you can find them on coolmompicks.com on our podcast page. And hey, I should say, if you guys, while you're listening to these, 
think of your favorite advice. Maybe it's what you give or maybe it's what you get. You can always tweet us at CoolMomPicks. Use the hashtag Spawn Show or email us, Spawn at CoolMomPicks.com. Maybe we need to do a follow-up show. I would love that. All right, so what's the first one on the list? Is this a man? Do we yes. have advice from a dad? Dads give great advice. Yay. So this is a guy named Sean Sullivan. He's a dad in Washington, D.C., really nice, smart guy. And he had a great tip. He said, if you feel like you're not prepared to be a parent, Remember that nobody truly is. (laughs) The most important determining factor of your success is ultimately that you care. I think that's so basic and so true, right? Because I know a lot of people who are thinking about having kids and it's never the right time. Guess what? It's never the right time. No, no. I can't. Yeah. (laughs) When is it the right time to go have a baby in the hospital, wear the mesh panties, walk around with a pad and ice? And change your lifestyle completely. (laughs) Never a good time for that. So anyway, I like his advice that basically, like, don't worry about being prepared or feeling unprepared. Like, you'll figure it out. I I love that. Okay. So... Wow, there's a couple people that you've got here that are weighing in. Babies will not know, remember, perceive that you are messing up. So don't be so hard on yourself. Oh, that's from Christine Coe. Yeah, of Boston Mamas and the Minimalist Parenting. And she also has Edit Your Life, a podcast with Asha Dornfest from Parent Hacks. Yeah, I think that's really smart. So in other words, like the baby won't know that you weren't there for one well visit. <laughs> the baby's not going to know that you didn't like puree your own baby food for one minute. Basically, don't be hard on yourself. And you know what I liked? A few other people actually echoed the same sentiment. So Corinthia Klein, who's one of my favorite writers, she's hilarious. She said, remember, it just looks like everyone (laughs) else has it all figured out. That is so true. Do you remember the tagline for Mom 101 from my blog? Yes, I think I do. I don't know what I'm doing either. (laughs) Yay. Oh, it's true. And then Titania Jordan... Titania, sorry. I have Midsummer Night Dream in my head. It's okay. At least you didn't call her Titania Timberland. (laughs) That would have been really bad. I reserve my wrong names (laughs) only for celebrities. Well, what did Titania say? Titania said, none of us have any idea what we are doing, so go with your gut and know you're not alone, and your kids are probably going to be just fine. Probably. Probably, yes. (laughs) Keyword probably. I do have to say, though... That when your kids get older, it's a lot harder. So, like, mess up a lot when they're babies, people. Because that's good. <laughs> when they get older, they remember, they will hold it against you. <laughs> you will have your son at bedtime say, I don't know if I can ever trust you again. So, you'll think about the time when they were a baby and you accidentally yelled a, the F word. Actually, that's a good point. <laughs> like, I remember somebody saying to me as a working mom, like, I remember feeling really guilty about leaving to have to go travel to shoot commercials for work. And thank goodness for FaceTime. Because then I could be in my hotel room in California and see my eight-month-old. And I remember somebody saying to me, your eight-month-old is not going to remember this. It's when they're like six and eight and ten that they're going to be like more resentful of you. Yep. Get it out of your system. And that's good. Babies are resilient. So we need to be resilient as new parents too. Okay. So Whitney Moss from Rookie Moms, who we love, she said you don't have to be happy in direct proportion with how hard you work to become a parent or how much you wanted parenthood. I think that is incredibly wise. I was blown away by that. Actually, I, I don't even understand what that says. What so. she's saying is <laughs> it's so you, smart. Like, people that like spend a long time trying to conceive, yes. people that wanted okay. to be moms their whole lives, people that worked really hard to somehow have a baby, be like You a must parent. be happy because yes. you worked so hard to do they, it. They, I see. Exactly. And then I think a lot of postpartum depression comes from people 
having these expectations yeah. that aren't met. They think they're automatically going to be like in love, happy, life is going to be great. And so I think she's just making a smart comparison to, you know, happiness doesn't come from the amount of preparation, work, or trial and error you put into becoming a parent. Yeah. Like, it will come with time and don't beat yourself up. So I I think that's really smart. Yeah. Just don't beat yourself up in general is a great one to go with. <laughs> Whether you're a parent or not. Yeah, that's like be, a life one. Be kind to yourself. All right, well, who's next? So Melissa Schober, she writes for 21st Century Kid. Um, she always has smart things to say. I like seeing her pop up. I really up like Facebook this feed. one a lot. So she says, you are in charge. Yeah. Don't want visitors? <laughs> don't have them. Want a party? Awesome. But don't be guilted into hosting or taking the baby out if you don't want to. Say no politely but firmly. Remember that no matter how natural you're healing and need rest and recovery yes. time for you and your no new person. And your new person. That's great. I like that. I really like that too because I think so many of us feel bad like we we feel bad about whatever it is you know and and I think you you're you just had a baby yeah like the whole thing about what Ryan Reynolds said because I loved him but also <laughs> it was really good remember he said your wife a baby just exited your wife change the damn diapers yes that was I have new love for Ryan Reynolds right that and Deadpool like but that's a you're whole in charge show. you just did one of the <laughs> hardest things like you can boss people around yeah you know I have to say my um mother-in-law at the time who is lovely and her uh youngest son um showed up unexpected my third day home from the hospital oh my. I got a phone call saying hi we're at Newark oh. airport and we are coming to stay with you <laughs> And did you say, no, you're not? Well, it was really, you know, my ex like said, I'll call you right back and like hung up and oh. said to me, what do you want to do? And I was, I was panicked. Yeah. First yeah, of all, yeah. we live in a small New York City apartment. We don't have room for like two guests to stay. I have a, like a five day old baby. I'm like totally hormonal and anything oh. was going to make me cry. It was that. But I was so happy they were coming to visit, but they surprised us. It was crazy. Yeah. So we just said no. We set them up at a hotel in Brooklyn near us and we said, we'd love to see you tomorrow morning. And message to other people who have, you know, people that are new parents in your life. Don't be so easily offended. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like when you offer to do something or you want, you know, you want to help them out and they say no, thank you. Just be like, cool. Yeah, I, I think that's good. And actually, they were super cool with it. They oh, came great. the next day. They were happy to stay in the hotel. I was happy to see them. I think once I got over the initial shock of like, surprise, <laughs> I was fine. So anyway, I like Melissa's idea that you are in charge. Don't feel bad about saying no. In fact, if you ever get to say no, it's probably like play all the new parent cards that you can, right? Right. <laughs> you really yes. have them. Yes, absolutely. That nursing bra is real uncomfortable. It makes me <laughs> say things that I just don't know what I'm doing. Blame it on the bra. All right. Leslie Bruce says, get out of the house, even for just 15 minutes. And sometimes it's okay to mute the monitor, pour the wine, and cry. That's hilarious. Oh. She she gave us that advice over Twitter, and I love that. And um, that was echoed by Heather flat also rookie moms who said get out of the house every day even when it seems easier just to stay home the air is different out there <laughs> i totally agree it's true we talked about that before that like sometimes just like putting on some makeup and taking a walk around the block it makes you feel so much better yeah it really does and i don't know about you but i'm a dreader so like i get really worked up about doing things mm -hmm. and when 
Always. I could Were say, you nervous to take the baby out, like, in the early days, your first child? I think it's nerve-wracking overall. And I think for me, and I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of listeners out there, too, you just don't feel great about yourself. Like, I yeah. just didn't feel good. My clothes didn't fit. I mean, I brought my, my old jeans to the hospital, Liz. I really <laughs> thought I was going to put my old jeans Aww, on. I had no idea. So I didn't want to go out the house because I didn't feel great. And so you know what? Look around. There are people wearing juicy pants. <laughs> juicy on their and butt. Hugs. Like right? they're wearing more. pajama pants, like they're real clothes. You, there's always someone that looks worse than you. I always say that like the world is a bell curve. Anytime I'm like going to a party and I'm like, oh, my dress stripes are right. Like that's that. a great way. I to always think about say, it. you know what? There's always going to be someone there that looks worse than me and someone there that looks better. Love it. And then <laughs> you're pretty good. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I just want to add to number five, which is get out of the house. I love my friend Scott Brockman said. Just once, drink a martini from your child's sippy cup and belt out the ladies who lunch with Elaine Stritch in your living room during nap time. <laughs> He's not gay. He's a big musical fan, though. Hey. And I, I think it's the same thing, and I love that coming from a dad that, like, you know, the mom equivalent of pour wine and cry, I guess, for him is drinking a martini from the kid's sippy cup and belting out show tunes. So, Maybe it's turning up sports really, really loud. Whatever so it is. This stuff goes for dads, too. I mean, I think dads have kind of a postpartum recovery period of their own, and this isn't just about the moms yeah that's a great point but it's mostly about the moms <laughs> <laughs> but mostly so some people say enjoy every moment it goes fast yeah we saw a lot of people say that we hear that all the time and they you know what people always do it when you're standing in a store and you've got one kid hanging on your leg the other one is screaming it's like the worst time <laughs> ever like, enjoy this moment i don't want to enjoy it okay but what did marcy masura say she's hilarious um she said the guilt of feeling like oh my god i am not appreciating every moment will kill you <laughs> it's true <laughs> it's really true that every time someone says it goes by in the blink of an eye and you're thinking oh my god i just want today to be over you feel like you're not doing it right yeah and that you must be the only mom that hates this whole part of parenting the newborn thing she said stop that thinking some of parenting sucks the whole thing is not magical and she said but you'll survive it my advice is it's okay to hate some of the journey that's cool too I love her honesty I I actually completely agree with that I mean, because I, I have, we both have older kids now, mm-hmm. and we talked about this like a little earlier, that I do now look back and I miss some stuff. And I miss some stuff that I thought I wasn't going to miss. So I'm sort of like doing the I told you so dance to my <laughs> own self about it. Yes. But, you know, when someone is in the middle of those awful times, and there were many awful times when my kids were babies. Yeah. The last thing you want to hear is to, for someone Enjoy to tell every you, moment. you're going to miss this. I, I think when you're going to blink and they'll be in college. And at the time you're thinking like, good, send them off. I know. Like honor the feeling that you're having at that moment, which is shock and horror. And then know that, you know what? It'll get better. And yeah, you might miss it later on, but come on. It's okay to not love everything. So thank you, Marcy, for that. That's awesome. You know what? This is a good time to take a quick break. We're going to share some more awesome parenting advice. But first this. This week's episode is brought to you by The Terrible Two Get Worse, which is the hilarious sequel to The Terrible Two, which spent over 10 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list, which is an achievement I have yet to have experienced. How about you? Nope, not here either. I think that makes it a pretty darn good book. And it's published by Amulet Books. It's turned the world upside down, and it's perfect for fans of Diary of a Wimpy Kid series, which is pretty much every kid in the world. Yeah, we actually have both of these books on my son's nightstand right now. I know he's a big fan. 
And in fact, the authors, Mac Barnett and Joy John, they're longtime friends. They're super pranksters. I want to get to know them in person. And they're bent on prankster domination in the book itself. So <laughs> like, now I'm going to read it. So check out this great book that shows kids how they can work with their elders to solve problems and maybe get some uh, less than savory ideas in the process, too. <laughs> All right, so we're back with more parenting advice. And Kristen Camplee says, having a baby may not strengthen your relationship with your spouse at first. And I think and it's this. <laughs> two of us who are no longer with and the people oh, yes, we have babies we with, are we can now agree. Single. Yes. Um, now, that doesn't mean everyone's going to split up. But what she said is her husband and she are still in lots of love, which is awesome. But having children is tough on a marriage. Maybe you'll have a different experience. But she says she spent a lot of time being very angry at her husband during the early infancy periods with both kids. He couldn't understand how hard it was yeah. for her. Yeah, Breastfeeding true. every two to three hours, 24 hours a day. And he had the nerve to complain about his sex life. So anyway, <laughs> I I think like keeping the channels open and really yes. working on your relationship and not just making it all about the baby is really important. Well, I mean, look, the truth is that they can have empathy. I mean, empathy is hard. And that's really what I think new moms need from their partners is that they need empathy. Yeah. Because look, that, and then the new moms need to understand that your partner is never going to be able to get to the point where they're equal to you in your experience. Yeah. They just can't physically have the baby. And so you're always going to have that. And for some women, it's shocking. It's challenging. It's painful. And so they can't, they can't get to that. So you can't hold that over your partner. At the well, same she, she brings up the point that like, she doesn't want to hear that he wants to leave the office and get drinks with coworkers when she hasn't spoken to right, an adult right. all day long. See, it's just so really I think tough. it's hard for us to understand each other's lives. Be and sensitive. Be yes. sensitive, partners. Be sensitive. And I think that's a good lead to number eight. This is from Will Burns, who's a colleague I've had for years. He's a dad of two up in Massachusetts. And he says, this is smart. Don't worry about your lifestyle getting warped because you have children. Because a lot of people worry about that. Like, oh, my lifestyle will oh, change. Oh, well, I mean, come and on. Isn't that guaranteed, is, though? It will change. It will change. <laughs> but he's saying, change. don't worry about it. Because the second you see your child, you will actively, willingly, and lovingly change your priorities. Not because you have to, but because there's nothing else you'd rather do. It's a magical transformation. Isn't that a nice? That's, that's really so nice. nice. That's really sweet. And it's not that you won't regret you know, or sometimes mourn the loss. You know, we always say like, oh, remember when we used to go to brunch with our girlfriends and <laughs> sleep yeah. late? But you know what? It's true. Like there's something nice about even the way we talked about Valentine's Day, like making it about your kids instead of about you. Like that stuff just kind of happens. Yeah. I mean, I will say I spent a lot of my early motherhood, like with one and two kids. <laughs> really missed. In the easy days. Yeah. I mean, I really missed my life before kids. I really did. And I found it very hard to transition. Mm-hmm. And it was a battle because mm-hmm. it was like, when is when is it going to be how it was? When is it going to be how it was? And I think if I had gone into it or if someone had told me, hey, you know what? It's never really going to be like that. Did your priorities automatically kind of change or you had to work on that well, a little bit? Well, I mean, bit? my priorities changed, but I think I was, I don't think, I don't think I was bitter about it, but I, I really mourned the loss of my life before. Well, I think that's good advice too. Like it's you know? okay to understand that you're but in a new great. phase of life. But I think for a lot of people, they think at some point it's going to go back to how it was. And I don't think it ever will, but that's okay. It's different. It's just different. So the next one, (laughs) this sounds like something you would say. Really? Alexandra Rosas, who's a great writer. She's the co-producer of the Listen to Your Mother show. She writes for HuffPost. Oh, great. She said, you know your kid best. Everyone else can just shut up. (laughs) Fair enough. And Jen Singer, who's also a comedian, hilarious writer, great author. She said, your mother and mother-in-law 
didn't really have their kids potty trained by age one and behaving perfectly in every <laughs> really? public setting. They just missed parts of parenting by letting the older kids, quote, watch the younger ones in the candy aisle at the supermarket while they took another drag on a cigarette while the kids rolled around on the back of the station wagon without seatbelts. <laughs> That's awesome. Isn't that great? Yeah. So, like, every, like, all the parents who tell you, like, how they did it when they were kids, we put whiskey on the kids' oh, gums just for teething. Oh, that. Oh, you know, whatever. We just let them cry for 12 hours to sleep, and then they were fine. Okay. (laughs) So I know we joke about it, but I think this is probably the number one theme we saw from all the people that we talked to is you know your kids best. Yes. Trust your gut. Know your kids best. Number 10, Julie Pipert. I love Julie. She is a woman of great wisdom. She is. And she says, someday you and your little ones will be out in public and it won't be going that well. And so that inspires someone to go on long term (laughs) birth control and they tell you this. She said, you will have bad days. And she said, what's important is you caused a good deed on your bad day. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. I think it's like a way of saying you're not a bad person just because you have bad days or your kids must be Well, you've day. always said that, you know, we really need to be careful about judging people uh, mm-hmm. by a snapshot. I mean, I don't want to yes. be judged by a snapshot. Who knows what happened that morning? Who knows why my child is eating a gallon of M&Ms in their stroller? It's one moment in time. You have no idea. And so, I mean, I think that goes to a lot about what you've said before is that let's just give people a pass. Can we? You know, I if their agree. children are okay, they're safe. And you're going to have bad moments doesn't mean you are a bad parent or a bad person. And I like that it was echoed in two different ways by people on Twitter. Angela, who's a Ferg 22 on Twitter, she said everything, both good and bad, remember, it's only a stage. <laughs> In other <laughs> words, this too shall pass, right? And then Evie Kwan, who we love, he's Geek Trooper on Twitter. He said, patience, you must have my young Padawan. Nothing will go right at times. Patience will get you further than frustration. Yeah, that's a so great point. I lump those all together. You're going to have bad days. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> all right. So Jen Levine Dreschler, she says, plan your lies and start them early. <laughs> She says, my kids think they are allergic to face paint. They are nine and still believe that. That is so That's awesome. funny. I actually wrote a chapter in a book Jen. about motherhood. I just like a short, funny piece where I, it was all about telling my three-year-old to get her to sleep that I was going to give her some medicine that would help her sleep. And I would put like water in a, in a <laughs> dropper and put it in her mouth. And I'd be like, close your eyes. This is going to work really fast. Oh, dear. Do you feel it working? <laughs> Oh, the placebo. You know, I, I'm I'm not a super fan of lying to kids. And actually, my daughter's been having some headaches, and I did take her to the pediatrician. And I was like, should I, like, try just, you know, some placebo stuff? And she's like, no, I don't advocate that. So, you know. Oh, no, that was a super bad parent moment of me. <laughs> but she doesn't remember it, and it got her to sleep. So, damn it. Right, I don't care. Right. I feel like if your kids are still nine and they believe that they're, they're allergic to face paint, that makes me a little sad. Wait, you never lied about anything? You never said, oh, no, the ice cream store is closed now. No, I don't think I ever did. They ran out of ice cream, kids. No, Sorry. I'm, I'm like, I'm, wow, I'm you're really good. careful about that stuff. I, well, it always comes back to bite me. Wow. Well, when my kids were little, I definitely did the ice did cream you? store is closed yeah. at noon on a Sunday in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> I admit it. I went there. So number 12. Um, this is actually from an, a post that we wrote a couple years ago on Cool Mom Picks where we, we asked the same yeah. question. What's your best we advice? Great answers. There's a lot of good stuff there. Um, and one of our readers, Nancy, said, ask yourself whether what you are upset about will be important in five years or even in five uh, minutes. This is so My mom always smart. says this. this she is always so says, smart. will this matter in five years? Ah, uh, so good. 
That so is, I want to get that tattooed on my arm. That's you should really in really. Morse code, just like your other one. <laughs> I don't need any Morse code. It'll take me five years to figure out what it says if I do that. <laughs> but it's true. So for every sanctum mommy in the playground who like makes you feel bad because your kid has one less tooth than her kid, like ask, will this matter in five years? I'm gonna guarantee you they'll both have all their teeth. <laughs> okay, so number 13 is similar to what we've talked about before mm-hmm. about, you know, hearing, oh, you, you're going to miss this. And Rachel McKenney said she always hated hearing it gets better as a new mom. But I love what Charlie Capen said from he's from How to Be a Dad, one of our favorite sites. And he says it gets okayer. <laughs> better is a relative term. That's so smart. So I like, I mean, I like both of their points, which is, you know, even if you hate hearing it gets better, it really does. And we actually did a whole podcast on that. that yeah. Like, the newborn years are hard. And they really are really hard. And I think, you know, I, I like this idea of it gets okayer because I think when you have bigger kids, people say bigger kids, bigger problems. I definitely can see how the challenges are different. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think most people, I don't know, I was not a baby newborn person. So bring on the people that can talk and share their feelings <laughs> and like wipe their own butts. I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, for our last one, number 14. Now, this was interesting because we got a lot of comments along these lines about the idea of sleep. Yes. A lot of differing opinions. So the first one is from Paul Keklos. He's a dad of two in Manhattan, who I know. And he said, sleep, 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 sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. When our first daughter was born, we thought it was our obligation to remain awake and on watch at all times. I think we employed a modified Swedish naval watch system in order to maintain vigilance. It's silly in retrospect. So, you know, everyone always says sleep when the baby sleep. So I agree. Get as much sleep as you can. However, I have to love Morgan Shanahan, and she runs BuzzFeed Parents. Right, She's really right. funny, and she writes a blog called The 818. And her advice is simply, you'll sleep when you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's not that helpful. But you know what? Sometimes acknowledging the truth gets you through it. That's so true. All right. Well, listen, if you guys have your own advice that you have either given someone else or someone has given to you, I would love to hear it because I think we're going to compile these all in a big post. Don't you think, I, I think so, too. There's just so much good advice that we didn't even get to. and uh, But those 14 really stood out as being favorites. So I hope they help you. Yeah, I hope so, too. And, you know, you can just claim them as your own when you give them out or you can credit Spawned. With Kristen and Liz. (laughs) (laughs) And all of our amazing friends, followers, fans, and listeners. All right. Well, now it's time for... Cool Picks of the Week. Cool Picks of the Week. All right, Liz. Well, welcome back. What's your cool pick? Did you find anything while you were gone? Okay. So my cool pick of the week is... This is so cool. This is just out today. Ooh. Crayola just came out with customizable boxes of Crayola crayons. What? I know. It's I genius. want that for me. It's called Crayola My Way. We ah. have it written up on Cool Mom Picks. You can find all the information there. But you can get a brand new box of eight, 64, or some giant art Ooh. pillow of like 8 million. Wow. Customized not only with the colors Uh-oh. that you want. You can either choose by like types yes. of colors or the actual individual crayons. Like if your kid only colors in pink, you can get every possible pink. <laughs> Pinklicious. But you can also customize the outside. So you can put oh. your kid's name on it. You can add their photo. You can upload a photo of their own artwork. Oh my God. You guys are getting the Isn't scoop. That great? You, you Spawn listeners are getting the scoop. I this love is going to be so the gift much. of the century. For every parent yes. who ever said, I don't know what to get the kid who has everything, I think this is so genius because yeah. what kid wouldn't want not only their own fresh, sharpened, oh, beautiful, my kids just love for that, that pack of Crayola, love it. but with their own name on it, their own picture. 
And the crayons they love best, like if you want to do only neons or only metallics, so awesome. Oh, my gosh. So we're going to link that up on the site. Yeah, it's called Crayola My Way, and it's custom Crayola crayons. I did my crayons my way. Yes, it's a Frank Sinatra collab (laughs) with the folks at Crayola. (laughs) All right. Well, I am going to pick an app this week. You are? Yeah, I'm going to go with Reserve. What is All Reserve? Right. And we've talked about this a little bit off the air, if you mm-hmm. will. It's basically a combination of Open Table mm-hmm. and Uber all in one. Oh, so, so it's a reservation it app? It is a reservation app. And it's really great for parents because what you can do is instead of picking a specific time at one of the hottest places, you get a window of time and the restaurant either replies to you in the app or they call you or they text you and they say, hey, you know what? Sorry, parents, we don't have a table at 530, but we have two bar seats we could hold for you or oh. we could hold a spot at the chef's table. So there's a little more nuance, which is so great for parents so- because... It, it sounds to me like they're working more with yes. you. Instead of just saying yes or no, they're like, oh, but maybe we could accommodate you this other way. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. So and they have a lot of restaurants that don't usually take reservations on their app. So if you've been dying to get access to these places that are only walk-in only, this app might have them. Really? So they have relationships with the app yes. and then give them like the exclusive ability. It's like the Amex Concierge, but you don't have to pay $500 a year for the Platinum card. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what else is kind of cool is that you can set all like your tipping and everything on the app and you can actually pay with your phone. So you don't have to sit and wait for the check. You know how many times I've done it where I'm like sitting at the table with all my kids and they yeah. did so well during dinner and then it all falls apart while you're waiting for the check. You know when that's also good too? Do you ever have somebody who won't let you pick up a check yes like every so often there's somebody i really want to take out to repay for something and so it's an awesome way to be like nope it's already taken care of awesome well that's a great tip okay reserve app i'm gonna try that give it a try all right well thanks everyone for joining us for another episode of spawned this is a fun episode i'm so glad to be back Welcome back, Liz. Thank you. Huge thanks to our producer, Kristen Meinsner, also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. And make sure you subscribe via iTunes or Stitcher and download that episode. And to those of you giving us nice ratings on iTunes, that makes us so, so, so happy. So if we give you any advice at all today that you can use (laughs) and in return you want to say thank you, you don't have to get us a reservation at a fancy restaurant. Just like leave us a nice review on iTunes. We'll be grateful. Thanks for listening to Spawn. This is Kristen. And this is Liz. Have a great day. Bye.